Hello, and welcome to Landmark Listen, a planning law podcast produced by Landmark Chambers, where we seek to cover a topical issue in the world of planning in each episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, my name is Sasha White QC. I'm a planning barrister and I head the planning group here at Landmark Chambers. And I'm delighted to welcome to join me in this podcast, Angelique Foster, who's a renowned junior in our planning team. We're going to speak about effectively a very topical subject, what the future for planning appeals should be in the virtual world. And as most of you will know, this is a matter which PINs are currently discussing and they've got an internal process going on and that was identified by their statement on the 11th of November that the inspectorate was seeking to determine the future of planning appeals probably early in the new year and there will be a new operating model. Of course what what we've had have been effectively three stages historically prior to COVID we obviously had physical hearings and inquiries what the future will hold is the question of whether it be virtual, whether it be physical, or whether it be a hybrid where an element of the inquiry or hearing is virtual and an element is physical. And the fundamental question for all of us involved in the planning appeal system is what would we like? What do we think would be best? Would it be virtual? Would it be hybrid or would it be physical? And as you can imagine in Landmark and across the planning bar, there are very strong views as to what the future should hold and there are issues which Angela are going, to, are going to discuss relating to diversity, the client's perspective, the inspector's perspective, the LPA perspective, third party's perspective. But what we do know is that the conclusion of the past 15 months of having virtual inquiries principally done on teams is as a result of research published by the planning inspectorate that nine out of ten stakeholders do feel that holding it virtually did not affect either the running of the inquiry by the inspector or the outcome of the event, i.e. the decision. Yeah, and it's um it's interesting. The Foreign Inspectorate have um commissioned some research and there's some interesting findings from I think it was a survey of roughly three hundred planning inspectorate staff uh, and six hundred event participants. Um and actually I think I was um surprised as well by these results is that Eight out of ten inspectors believed that the formal process um, of giving evidence um, worked perfectly okay over um, virtual format, uh, and even six in ten participants um, would prefer purely virtual going forwards, or at least some element of virtual. I think, as a whole, it's probably been uh, a fairly successful outcome thus far. And so, I, I mean, I wouldn't contradict you. I think the general view is that of users is virtual inquiries have worked remarkably well and as you and I know when we did that case for 35 parish councils that was a virtual inquiry with over 2,000 people a day watching on YouTube and I think our experience was that it worked pretty well I mean frankly it's difficult to think of any venue in Oxfordshire that could hold 2,000 people um, effectively if they wish to attend isn't it that's right. I mean, it was a, a three-week inquiry that we both took part in, um, and it was all all virtual, uh, streamed live on YouTube. And as you said, I think it was one or two thousand views per day of the inquiry. Um, and there's no way that we would have reached what was obviously a, 
um, an audience that were interested in what was happening. There's no way that they would have been able to attend as usual during a physical event and take time off work, whereas opposed to here, they could drop in and out and, and watch after the event. Um, so again, that, that was also another positive. And what, how, how, how have we got here? I mean, what, what's been the chronology in the past two years, how we've got to this current position where Browning and Spectre are considering the future? Well, yeah, as, as we all know, um, I think almost completely, uh, at least in my experience, uh, hearings and inquiries have always been all physical uh, up until March of last year. Uh, obviously, we all know <clears throat> what happened um, with the, the COVID pandemic and everyone being uh, instructed to work from home and the lockdown. And um, I'll always remember uh, the day that we had that in, the announcement from Boris Johnson that everyone should work from home and that it was going to be an, an incoming lockdown. Uh, we were both sat uh, in a committee room in Wokingham uh, taking part in an inquiry uh, and we turned up I think on the, the sixth or seventh day uh, to a completely empty room uh, with, with no inspector uh, and we all had to go home and it was a, a pretty seismic day wasn't it? It was, I mean it actually it seems, I mean it's amazing what's happened since then but little did we know that what would happen would then be obviously a pause for some time while the inspector decided what to do and then when when did they first come up with the virtual virtual solution can you recall? I mean I think there was there was quite a pause, wasn't there, mm. um, during the, the kind of March to summer time when I think particularly a lot of people involved in planning litigation and inquiries um, didn't have an awful lot to do because there was uh, a pause on all all events and they they hadn't sorted out the um, uh, virtual running of inquiries then. Uh, but I think it, it kicked off again uh, round about late summer. Um, and from then on, I think my first virtual inquiry was, was September uh, 2020. Uh, and from then on, it's, it's almost run as usual, albeit with a backlog. Well, I agree. I mean, I think I did my first in the first week of October 2020. And I think since then, I've done about 20 virtual inquiries over the past year. And, and frankly, I mean, I think it's worth us starting because we're obviously going to move on to discuss our experience and the pros and cons, but certainly I'd say the starting point is that actually virtual inquiries have worked better than anyone could have foretold. And I don't think that's just our perspective, it's probably our client's perspective, third party's perspective, and frankly inspectors. I mean, let, let's be honest, the current, the other, thing, other context for this debate is the current position is pretty chaotic because the current position is that generally pins favour physical inquiries, but there are the difficulties of attendance, facilities, Wi-Fi, streaming, etc, etc. Um, and it's certainly, I think, my experience, and I don't know whether it's yours, that the current position is, is incredibly problematical. Indeed, a our fellow member of Chambers, Paul Brown, was telling me on Monday that he recently had an inquiry that everyone assumed was virtual. And they found out at six pm the night before that actually they were required to be at the be at the inquiry the next day. So a very sudden shift in events. Um, but I, I think it's worth. Should we just have a discussion? I mean, obviously, you know, what we want to discuss is is our mutual views on virtual against physical. But but what can you just from your own experience? What are the characteristics that mark a virtual inquiry in your experience, actually? 
I mean, I think in a way it's it is more tiring um, staring at a screen and constantly being on camera uh, compared to, to being in person. Um, so I think that's probably um, a downside. Uh, there's also, it's much more difficult to communicate with your team when you're doing it virtually, particularly if you're not all in the same room, um, which very often happens is that um, myself and the rest of my team have been in separate locations across the country and you usually set up a WhatsApp group, but it's just not the same as somebody being able to pat you on the shoulder or, or show you a plan. Um, so those are those are probably the, the downsides. But on the positive side, uh, there's a lot more flexibility involved. Um, I don't think it's affected expert evidence um, particularly. Um, I remember I was doing an inquiry, at least I think nominally in Breckland, um, but it was it was virtual. Uh, and the witness I was cross-examining, um, his internet connection went and he had to ring in by phone and so he wasn't on camera anymore. Um, and so I had to cross-examine him without being able to see him. Um, but again, I just don't think that particularly affected the evidence when it's expert evidence and everyone has their duties to the inquiry. I think it's slightly different when witnesses have to give evidence under oath, such as in enforcement inquiries. I think there's a there's a bit of a problem there with the virtual system. Um, but I don't know what your experience has been of virtual inquiries, Sasha. Well, I, I think I would say, I, I mean, I endorse a lot of what you said. I definitely think it is more tiring. It's imperceptible, but for some reason, at the end of the day, staring at the screen, you just feel physically in a way that you don't feel when you're actually at the inquiry. I, I, I think personally, I like the free 30 finishes. I think one of the problems of virtual has been the inconsistency of inspectors as to whether some absolutely have a maximum limit of free 30 and close down inquiry, almost whatever's happening, while others, and you and I had this in Chesterton, some days we were sitting at 5.30, 6 o'clock, which is a very, very long day to be staring at a screen. I, I also think another effect of virtual events and probably this is a good thing is it's definitely hastened the end of paper paper material i mean we're all working a lot more electronically because of core documents being electronic to ensure that everyone's got access to them and i i do think actually i would say and we'll come on to look at this in the, the final summary of whether virtual should stay my general experience i think virtual inquiries for again some imperceptible reasons seem to be longer than the real inquiries, they just seem to take slightly longer. And I certainly think that's true of roundtable sessions and maybe the ease of engagement. Um, but I, I, overall, I think they've been pretty good. And I would say that the, our clients, both whether they be appellant or local authorities, have felt that they've worked pretty well. I mean, let, let I mean, obviously the greatest advantage of virtual inquiries has been, particularly during, you'll recall this in January, when there were such fears about COVID, it ensured one could practice and not worry about exposure, which we certainly couldn't have had in a physical world. And last week, when I was in Somerset, we were in a hall, an enclosed hall of 200 people, frankly, it was pretty unsatisfactory. And whilst we still have COVID, and it's pretty noteworthy, you know, we're Northern Ireland thinking about going back into advice of saying preferred to work from home. Clearly, virtual inquiries are much, much safer. But I, I also think, I mean, one thing, I mean, advocacy, I don't know about you, but I felt 
advocacy is slightly more clinical. It's more difficult to read inspectors because um, sometimes they say that they are looking at another screen. Sometimes it is difficult to read them because by definition they're looking at screens. It's impossible to know whether they've got to a document and and what time. I mean, that's more difficult. And the same with witnesses. You've got no ability to read whether people are ready for questions. Um, but I don't actually, I think overall I'd say that the effect on advocacy has not been as marked as I would have thought it would. No, and actually I think I probably disagree with you slightly on, on cross-examination. I think actually in a way you're able to, to see the witness a lot better than you sometimes would. You've, you've literally got their face on the screen, you can see the whites of their eyes. Um, and, and the same um, with inspectors, the, the camera is usually focused on them. So I don't think I'd agree with you that it's it's more difficult necessarily um, to read people. Um, but just picking up on one of the other points you mentioned, you know, we've spoken about ourselves and our clients, whether they be uh, on the appellant side or local authorities, but also the other stakeholder in all of this is, is members of the public. And I, I've noticed since we've gone virtual, um, a bit of a change in the demographic of people who have been um, uh, giving representations at inquiries and I've noticed um, it has been uh, a bit of a younger audience and those who would usually be at work and don't have the opportunity to take a day off work for example to sit at the back of the town hall I don't know if you found the same definitely I mean that's a really good point I think generally more people are watching public inquiries I mean as we've seen on some of the if you look on on YouTube and you see the level of engagement I mean some of the the, the recordings, it's remarkable. As we said, Chesterton 2000, I think the Holocaust got in excess of a thousand. And these are events that are hugely accessible. And I think it is giving more credibility to the appeal system because more people are watching it. I mean, I would say, and this is pure speculation and without selling too many trade secrets, I think it's easier for a witness not having the physical presence of a cross-examiner, that would be my judgment, that in a physical environment, there is more interplay between a witness and the advocate who's questioning them, both in examination and chief and cross-examination. But maybe, I'm sure a lot of people would say that's a benefit to take away that kind of, that personal confrontation or element. I mean, the worst word would be intimidation. I don't think that's fair, but there might be an element of that somehow. I mean, what do you think also, I mean, in terms of, tell me, I mean, what do you think about the um, the sheer mechanics of physical inquiries and and going, for example, going to a hotel? So, I mean, when you know you've got three weeks in a location, do you, does that affect your preparation or your perception of the next three weeks if you know you're going away in your team? I mean, there's, there's no two ways about it. it it's certainly more relaxing and, and less burden to stay at home, that's for sure, rather than having to lug what usually is um, numerous boxes to uh, a hotel, which could be hours away. Um, but at the same time, uh, I do miss spending time with, with your team, uh, eating dinner, talking about the inquiry, but also other things. It's much easier to interact with your own team. And I, I do miss that from from purely physical events um, but obviously one of the things in our profession is uh, increasing um, diversity and addressing well-being issues um, at the bar and also in, in planning more specifically and I think that travel and, and being away from your family 
uh, for long periods of time um, probably is a factor, isn't it, in deciding whether we're going to stick with virtual, have a hybrid system, or go back to all in person. Definitely. I mean, I mean, the starting point is the realization that those involved in planning it is a very difficult job to sustain with a family because of the sheer amount of time you have to spend away literally weeks I mean I think in 2018 I was away 33 weeks and that's a hell of a lot frankly um, and also now we've actually unlike ever before we've had a time where we've known how nice it is not to travel it, I, whether you can ever go back to a world of always traveling it will definitely be more difficult but I also think uh, for inspectors, it's interesting for inspectors because clearly, I mean, being an inspector, and I say this only with, you know, I'm projecting onto them, but it is more, uh, I mean, it's, it is a difficult, lonely job. You are on your own and virtually you really are on your own, whether there is some enjoyment by physically having the parties present. I think in a way it's certainly easier one of the key elements, I think, in appeals is when you seek to say something with your opponent, with the advocate seek to say something to the inspector off the record or counsel to counsel, it is easier doing that physically. Um, it is much more difficult to set up kind of a retiring room environment virtually. Um, so I think that's an advantage. But I also think um, but broadly, I mean, it'd be interesting what the inspector's perspective would be about control. I would say that a virtual inquiry is probably much easier to control. Uh, I think so. There's the, the all-powerful function of being able to mute people or, <laughs> or, or make them leave the room, um, which I'm yet to see any inspectors um, use, but I can imagine um, that, that could easily be done if necessary. So I agree. I mean, we've, we've done inquiries, haven't we, where um, the case officer has set up a virtual room where you can have a chat mm. with the inspector um, but it's obviously makes it much more difficult um, but I wonder if um, obviously looking forwards in the current time I know both of us have been involved um, in different uh, inquiries but in, in hybrid mm. uh, events where it's partly physical and partly virtual so I just wondered what your experience of that was. Well I think I think you, the model that might be chosen is to do the first day of an inquiry physical so the third parties can be heard come along and be heard and obviously those that want to be heard virtually it can be set up and then the rest of the inquiry with the professional witnesses could be done could be done um all virtually without the need to keep people away for long periods i mean you could argue that's slightly inefficient because let's say you're doing an inquiry in northumberland you've got to go there for one day and then get back for the wednesday morning um i mean it's really interesting i suppose we should discuss what the review of the inspector is going to come up with. I mean, I suppose, let me press you, and if, if you had a vote, um, and I know the planning bar are considering a, a kind of collective response, if you had a vote and were asked by the inspector what your view would be, what would you, what, what vision would you like to see the inspector to adopt in 2022? I mean, I think it's, it's very difficult to give a, a general answer. I think the answer has to be that it's done on a case-by-case -case basis with, with all options on the table. Um, I have to say that the, the hybrid world of having an inquiry partly virtual and partly physical, and by that I mean not, not different days, but I mean some people appearing virtually and some people being physically in the room, um, is probably going to cause difficulties. Um, I, I had a, a hearing this week uh, in Westminster uh, and it worked very well because the technology was 
Um, it's, it's fair to say it was impeccable. Um, but I know that we've all been in various different rooms for inquiries and I can imagine the nightmares of certain microphones not working and people being lost over video and not being able to hear properly. Um, I know you had an experience uh, the other week with a, a hybrid part virtual part physical inquiry that didn't go to plan. No, it didn't. It weren't, nothing went to plan. We turned up and there were far too many people for the venue. 200 people roughly in a hall that safely took about 70. So we then had problems with the streaming. If you go beyond outside the council chamber, you then got massive issues of Wi-Fi. And we were told that the inspector actually asked members of the public to leave and follow the inquiry virtually. They did. And then we were told that the feed wasn't working. So that was a disaster. So the, we also were told that you couldn't have the microphones picking up on YouTube at the same time as the microphones in the venue. And there was one microphone in the venue. So, I mean, it, it was a complete road crash and very strongly gave me a sense that maybe virtual is far better. Um, but I mean, it, 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 it would be it will be very interesting to know which way the inspector go. I mean, I'd be interested in what the inspectors actually want because there was a sense that their union was saying there was a desire to go back to physical inquiries. I mean, have, have your clients expressed a strong view either way to you? Not particularly. I mean, I think what one's instinct originally is that in person and physical be much better because you can so much easily talk to your team and and you want to see the other side challenged um, and it's more difficult to to appreciate that uh, virtually um, but but actually I think everyone who's, who's gone through it um, doesn't have any particularly uh, stronger versions to virtual where it has as we've discussed some advantages such as um, I think it's less likely you're going to have um, adjournments where there's problems with the, the technology in the room um, other than of course if there's a complete meltdown with everyone's internet um, but you can't legislate for everything. And also, I suppose there is with the LPAs. I mean, we know LPAs are under huge pressure resources-wise. And if you take away the burden of physically organising inquiries, take away the pressure on officers to make arrangements, the inspector's room, the venue, the retiring rooms for the appellant and third parties potentially, take all that away, then the planning department can focus on the substance of, of issues. I, I also wonder... I mean, let, I mean, CMCs, we should just mention CMCs because they are working extremely well by virtually, aren't they? They, they are, yeah. Case management conferences um, definitely work much better virtually. Um, you don't have to travel to the location for what might, might just be 15 or 20 minutes. It might be longer. Um, but they, they work much better virtually. I think closing submissions work quite well virtually. Um, I think probably cross-examination, um, even though I do think it works well virtually, probably uh, is better in person if you're able to, to do that safely. But don't you think you're just, you, I mean, my view, I'm, I'm a bit wary of hybrid because they, there will invariably be confusion. When is it physical? When is it virtual? I mean, shouldn't we just go completely virtual? And everyone knows, right, it will be on Microsoft Teams on Tuesday, the 12th of August, for argument's sake, and everyone knows that is how the inquiry is going to proceed. 
I mean, I don't know. Do you know of anyone turning up in the past 15 months to a venue thinking it will be physical when it's clearly virtual? I mean, there doesn't seem to be that much confusion about how the appeal will be continued. No, I know, I've, I've known of that happening uh, in the court system. And mm. um, certainly people here at Landmark uh, have <laughs> turned up at court and actually it's virtual. I've not heard of it um, in, in planning inquiries. Um, but I look forward to our next inquiry together. I'll, I'll tell you it's in person. You have to travel up to Northumberland and it'll actually be virtual. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, so let me just ask, let's just conclude and ask you, if, if you were made, and God forbid this ever happened, but you were made the supremo of the planning inspectorate, CMC's virtual, hybrid or physical? Uh, virtual, no, no doubt. Case management conferences, virtual, all the way. And inquiries, if you could determine how inquiries should be held long term, what would you vote for? I think, as I said, I think I'm going to cop out and say it has to be done on a, a case by case basis, uh, depending on what parties prefer, how many members of the public there are going to be, what the facilities are going to be like. Uh, so I think that has to be the answer there with, with all options on the table. Uh, and if it's going to be hybrid in the sense that there are some people appearing virtually and some physically at the same time, then the technology has to be impeccable. Otherwise, you've got to do one or the other. Um, and, and flipping it around on you, if well, can we call you a supremo of, of the planning bar? I'm not sure, but mm. if you were, if you were the supremo and you, you could make all the decisions, what would you go with? This is a very hypothetical situation because I will never be the supremo. I would, I think, I would probably go CMC's no-brainer virtual all the time. I think probably I've changed my position actually on on inquiries. I think I was very strongly keen to go back to the old world i think i'm i'm much more um, torn about it and frankly with my at the moment when covid is still a factor i think it would be better and safer and more efficient just to say everything should be done virtually at least for the next six to nine months because that's that's lockdown proof it gives certainty it's cost effective and you know, we've got to be all completely aware of diversity issues and unquestionably virtual inquiries, in my judgment, are far more uh, appropriate for diversity considerations done virtually and, and parity of resources between all, all the main parties. So I think that's a very good discussion on virtual against, against physical. And I would like to say, both Angie and I would like to say, um, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and we hope we'll bring you many more over the coming months. So watch this space. Thank you. Thank you for listening.